and gentlemen, boys and girls, guests or hosts of any hat color, welcome back to Westworld Weekly, a host and guest guide to the park and general AI revolt. I'm your host, Beef, and this week we have no guests in the park. All right, welcome back. Uh, let's get started right away this week with Season 1, Episode 10, A Biseminal Mind. My brain hurts after watching this. I have a lot of notes, and they're all over the board, so let's try to begin. The episode opens with just a close-up of Dolores's face, and it's basically just a head and shoulders over a robot skeleton. That was a really cool visual to see her sit up, and you could see through her body, and she starts talking to Arnold. That's their very first meeting is when Arnold brings her online. Then you cut to her and the man in black, sitting in Escalante, or the old town from 35 years ago that's been dug up again. And she, Dolores, is shaving Man in Black. Dolores says something along the lines of, I've never been here. Man in Black says, yes, you have. You've even brought me here once, except the town was buried in sand by then. I guess Ford went and dug it up. In Dolores's mind, the church bell chimes, and she sees Arnold off in the distance. She kind of gets in a daze, drops the knife, and follows the vision of Arnold. We cut to Logan being dragged around by William on the back of a horse on William's journey to find Dolores. He pretty much needs an army to look all over the countryside for her, so William meets up with Lawrence, or El Lazo, and his uh, band of mercenaries or army, and they all go out to look together. Logan is a little pissed off because uh, William actually made friends, and they'll do stuff for him inside of the park. We cut to the music starting again, you know, the quote-unquote day, the loop beginning again, and you see Teddy waking up on the train. We haven't seen that in, you know, eight or nine episodes, but it was very familiar. It was nice to see kind of how it all started again. Teddy gets off the train, and he sees all the dead people in town. He sees Dolores standing by the train, and then there's a wolf that runs from the right of the screen to the left, somewhere in the middle between Dolores and Teddy. I have no idea what that means, but... I didn't catch it till like the third time I rewatched this episode. He flashes back to the current or the now and he bumps into the dude that always knocks his hat off and Teddy ain't having it. He just pulls out his pistol and kills that guy. And then he thinks of Dolores and instantly is on a mission to get back on the train and go to wherever Dolores is. Man in black is following Dolores walk into the church because she's still in her vision and Dolores kind of rolls up on Arnold, and she's excited to tell him that she knows where the maze ends. Well, Man in Black follows her out into the cemetery, and Dolores says, It ends in a place I've never been. A thing I'll never do. Death, die is the answer. So she digs up her own grave. It says Dolores Abernathy. That's the one that you saw from months ago. And she finds a maze, a puzzle maze. It does seem kind of cheap right then. You're like, that's that's the whole point of the maze. But it does get better. Then we cut to a shot of Arnold talking with Dolores. When I was first working on your mind, I had a theory of consciousness. I thought it was a pyramid you needed to scale. So I gave you a voice, my voice, to guide you along the way. Memory, improvisation. But consciousness wasn't just a journey upward, but inward. Every choice could bring you closer to the center or send you spiraling to the edges, to madness. Do you understand now, Dolores, whose voice I'm wanting you to hear? And she's still confused by this and says no. But Arnold, or yeah, Arnold is very concerned and still go tell, goes to tell Ford, 
Arnold is very concerned and knows that she may not be conscious yet, but she's a few steps away from being there. So he goes to tell Ford that they can't open the park because these creatures, these beings, are right there. They're ready to be conscious. He goes and tells Ford about the budding consciousness, and Ford wants nothing to do with it. He just wants Arnold to roll them back. Says humans would only see you as the enemy. So Arnold decides to break the loop before it begins. But to do that, I'll need you to do something for me. Kill all the other hosts. I'm sure Teddy will do anything for you. I want to know why her and Teddy have had this lifelong, I'm using life quoted there, but lifelong love for one another. Why Teddy is always so willing to do everything for her. If in the first three years, Arnold gets Dolores to get Teddy to kill everybody in town and then Dolores to kill Teddy, Arnold, and herself, what happened in those first three years that Teddy is so madly, Cody fingers here, in love with Dolores? Well, Arnold then merges Dolores with Wyatt, and then you're going to help me destroy this place. They don't show him merge, or merge him with her yet, but that's what's coming later on. We cut back to the now, and Dolores starts freaking out because she's still being confused about what's going on, time frames and all that, as we're all just starting to get it more clearly. Man in Black grabs her and gets angry and slaps her around. Dolores flashes to the town and her killing fools. Man in Black says, This is the only world that matters, and you were right. I took your advice, Dolores. I bought this world, and business is booming. And Dolores starts rambling more about the one true love. He'll be back. He'll be back. I love him. He loves me. Then we cut out to the Hale, uh, Miss Hale and the narrative douche waiting for the Delos board to arrive. They're talking about pushing Ford out. And narrative douche is just so excited to think he's going to take Ford's spot. I want creative control over everything, the narratives and the park. And do you really think that this Delos board is going to give this low-level underling all of this power? Why would they? I don't, I don't see it. I don't understand why they would just hand the reins of this budding, or not budding, but booming company off to some random dude. Then we cut to Maeve. Well, we don't cut to Maeve yet. We cut to uh, Sylvester taking out her C6 vertebrae explosive and putting in a regular vertebrae and then her body being built, the skull being placed on the skeleton. And then as you see the face come out of the skin goo, you can clearly tell that it's Maeve, her face and shoulders, and then it cuts to her body, uh, like actual her. So that was kind of a cool transition. She grabs a tablet from Felix right away shuts down a bunch of security systems, and makes more changes to Hector and Armistice. The scenes coming up with Hector and Armistice are awesome, and I love Armistice. Hale visits Ford, tells him that this is going to be your last narrative, and then basically you can get the hell out. Ford says a line that I find very entertaining. Aren't you concerned I may smash all my toys and go home? She says something along the lines of, no, isn't that the greatest thing about this place? We've all got to learn ourselves and learn who we really are. I don't think she knows who Ford is, obviously, clearly by the end of this episode. You can see what the hell happens. But so she turns around all shittily and starts to walk out because she thinks she had the last word. Ford isn't that shocked at hearing that he's getting fired. And then he gets the last word in, and she is clearly irritated by that. We cut back to 
the butcher area, I guess the prep area, because these people are prepping Hector and Armistice to go back up to the park. And this butcher guy comes in and he's going to take Hector for a ride. And he busts out his earbuds and lubes. Armistice is sitting there getting her tats. She is so sexy. And apparently the guy starts plunging his finger in her mouth to get out like mouthpieces and whatnot. You know what's going to happen. Every time I've watched it, I'm like screaming at the TV, don't put your finger in her mouth. And then she gets very finger bitey. She proceeds to kick the shit out of this dude. Naked. Doing it very attractively, by the way. Looking good while doing it. And then as this dude's laying on the ground, she takes his severed finger out of her mouth and stuffs it back in his mouth. Well, Hector gets his revenge from all the times that the other butcher probably violated him. And Hector stabs that dude through the back. Say something like, they don't look like gods. They're not gods. They just act like it. And they've been having their fun with us. Hector says, I'm eager to return the favor. The next scene, it's not even another scene. It's right there. Armistice grabs Sylvester and throws him against the glass partition and says something like, what about this one? He looks guilty. And Sylvester shows Mav that Arnold made a lot of changes to her. Maeve basically threatens Sylvester with Armistice, and then Armistice kisses the glass at Sylvester through the door or the window. It's just a creepy little, we're watching you, Sylvester, and we will kill you. Cut to Teddy getting off the train as he goes past Sweetwater. He just gets off the train and shoots a dude or two and grabs a horse and rides off to find Dolores. Speaking of Dolores, we cut there with Man in Black. Don't you understand? No one is coming for you. Our love is real. William will find me. Man in Black kind of chuckles and says, It just so happens I knew a guest named William. Cut to William back in the day. He's sitting there with a captured soldier. The soldier says, I didn't do anything to her, I swear. What did you do to her? What do you mean by that? Logan says, What do soldiers do to lost girls? William. So then William tells a soldier, He'll give him the first shot, and then he just shoots the dude down as soon as he reaches for a gun, and he runs over and throat stabs him. Then William retraced his steps all through the park. But you were gone, Dolores. Near Escalante, when the town was buried, that's where William, still dragging Logan around, drops the picture of his sister, and it blows off into the distance like a tumbleweed. So apparently somehow it just blew to the Abernathy farm. Which isn't that big of a stretch for me. Man in Black is recounting this whole story as you watch William and Logan roam through the wilderness i guess and he says so he went further out into the fringes william couldn't find you dolores but out there among the dead he found something else himself right as he says that william is picking up a black hat next shot logan is sitting on a horse naked william hands logan a feather or something and he says your father is going to need someone a little more stable to take over you're reckless logan impetuous you always wanted to get to the end of the rainbow didn't you this looks like the place he slaps the horse on the ass, Logan off into the sun. Then you cut to Man in Black talking about William finding Dolores. And eventually he did, right back where we started. We started. I mean, even if they, they've given us so many hints, the transition here in a few minutes or a few seconds is flawless, but it was slapping us in the face this whole episode. Right back where we started. Dolores drops the can. They lock eyes, and there's no recognition in her eyes. He kind of states some stuff and gets irritated. And as you see Teddy's face look down and put on a black hat, he raises it back up. And Man in Black, they cut to Man in Black's face as he's putting on his hat. 
In a way, I guess you are right. My path always led back to you. I grew tired of you after a while, of course. Look for new adventures. But I guess your path led you back here, again and again, one more loop, looking for something you could never find, chasing your ghosts. You were lost in your memories even then, during this whole time. They're doing shots of Dolores traveling with and without Ted, uh, with and without William throughout time. So you know it's in her spurts. The same shot with him standing behind her, same shot without him standing behind her. So she's done this loop many a times, but you were lost in your memories even then. I guess I should have known that's what I would have become for you. Just another memory. But here we are again for one final round. Dolores says, what have you become? Exactly what you made me. You help me understand this world is exactly like the one outside. A game. One to be fought. Taken. Won. Dolores starts crying. I'm not crying for myself. I'm crying for you. Time undoes even the mightiest of creatures. Just look at what it's done to you. One day you will perish. You will lie with the rest of your kind in the dirt. Your dreams forgotten. Your horrors faced. Your bones will turn to sand. And upon that sand, a new god will walk. One that will never die. Because this world doesn't belong to you or the people who came before it. It belongs to someone who has yet to come. And Man in Black says, Wyatt? No, you idiot. She means sentient robots. Her and her kind. Then she kicks his ass and shoves him into the church. Breaks his arm. Even with her gun to his head, she still can't kill him. And Man in Black stabs her. Clearly in the same fucking spot that all these robots get stabbed. He says, clearing me of my delusions yet again. Thank you, Dolores. Right as he's about to kill her, Teddy rides up and blam, 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 blam. And takes Dolores to where the mountains meet the sea. Oh, what a poetic place for her to die. Uh, Cut to Maeve, Felix, Hector, and Armistice walking into cold storage to get Clementine. They find Bernard shot and Maeve tells Felix to get him back online. Felix freaks a bit. Maeve goes, oh, for fuck's sakes, you're not one of us. You're one of them. Now fix him. Bernard wakes. Then Bernard right away says, is this now? Is this one of my memories? Why do I still remember everything? Maeve kind of says, oh, it's a pity. You're just awaking and now you want to forget everything. Bernard says, this isn't the first time I've awoken. And this isn't the first time you've awoken either. You wipe us and toss us out there to get fucked and murdered again, Maeve says. Bernard says, matter of factly, no, most of you go insane. Maeve is still asking to remove the memories of her daughter. Bernard states, Memories are the first step towards consciousness. How can you learn from your mistakes if you can't remember them? Man in Black and Ford kind of chat a bit. Man in Black still wants the hosts to be able to kill, so he's kind of pissed off that the maze is actually just a stupid little wooden maze. But Ford, as he walks away, says, I think you'll approve of my new narrative. Back to Bernard and Maeve down in cold storage. Someone altered your storyline. These things you're doing. Have you ever stopped to ask why you're doing them? Then they cut to her code, which has been altered, and it has a lot of steps in there, but it's deceive, coerce, recruit, escape, manipulate, mainland infiltration. Well, being stubborn, as Bernard's trying to tell her this before she can get any more info, she just says, no one's controlling me, and she snaps the tri-tablet awesome thing that they have. I'm waiting. I'm thinking by Christmas 2017, if not sooner, someone will be making those tri-tablets. Yeah, mark my words. I just called it. I know we saw him get disappeared two weeks ago or last week, but again, where is Blonde's security robot? My my theory has been proven. 
or not my theory, sorry, the theory that they are one and the same has been proven. And the only piece of evidence that I had against that was blonde security robot douche. He had to be a robot if the timelines were different. Um, again, though, if Dolores was reliving, tracing her steps, she could have been way out of her loop in that timeline. But I like to think he's a robot and possibly now reprogrammed and helping all the rebelling robots. Uh, Teddy takes Dolores to the beach. That sunset was so gorgeous and the moon, it was huge. But then when they cut to the people around, the moon was a barge with a huge light on it. But the hosts couldn't see that as it would ruin their reality. So it was a moon to them. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I just don't know. Dolores dying on the beach says, you came back. Teddy says, someone once told me there is a path for everyone. Mine leads me back to you. Dolores starts babbling. It's not really babbling. It actually all means something. But she's talking about being trapped as she's dying. They're being trapped in there. They got to find a way out. Teddy kind of holds her close and he's crying. Or maybe it's just the beginning after all, the beginning of a brand new chapter. And then they both freeze. Dolores dies. Teddy freezes. Cut to a lot of spotlights flip on and Ford describes his new narrative. Tells them it's a journey into night. Cut to narrative douche rolling his eyes. As everyone that's sitting on the beach watching them die and Ford introduces new narrative gets up to walk away and go to the dinner party. Ford says, get him cleaned up and take her to the old field lab to a couple techs that basically just throw the robots on stretchers and carry them where they need to go. Cut to the security room. They finally see a problem. Then, 30 seconds later, all of security gets locked down. Is this a Ford time bomb? Is this something he set up? I mean, it's currently all, or it's clearly all the stuff is shit that he's done. So, I'd imagine this would be too. But why when security goes in lockdown... Did anyone else notice that the floor in the middle of the room, sorry, the map in the middle of the room receded into the floor? Like it was going down. Like, don't you think in a security emergency, the security operations center should actually have, I don't know, ability to use their map and functionality of all their systems? Again, it's got to be a Ford time bomb. Otherwise, who the hell did it? And why would they cut security out? An event has occurred. Response teams dispatched. Response teams dispatched. These are the worst tech teams ever. Okay. First floor, maybe the first set of guys. I didn't even notice this the first two times I watched, but I was watching my buddy Kevin and he pointed it out and it's really ridiculous. Okay. Let's say the first four or five guys get killed because the first guy gets his throat slit. Second guy gets shot. When Armistice gets a gun, the first guy she shoots, I love the way she is shocked. Like, oh my God, this light little gun. And then every time she kills someone after that, she just starts giggling at her subsequent kills. Okay, so first set of dudes, fine. You kill them. They cut to the party guests shooting glasses off of hosts' heads and accidentally shooting hosts in the chest. Oh, but it doesn't matter because they're robots. Soon it will. So then Maeve, Felix, and Armistice go up one more floor. Or up or over or whatever. And they walk through this catwalk area, behind the stages area, and it's endless. It goes up forever and down forever as far as the eye can see. Does this add weight to the hollow hollow building theory? I don't know. If it does, bearded dragon. They get out of the behind the stage catwalk area, and they walk into S-World. I love this. I hope we see this next year. This is clearly Samurai World or Shogun World. I'm fucking ready for that. It needs to happen. 
Maeve turns around and looks back at Felix. What is this place? Felix says, it's it's complicated. How many other layers do they have to go through before they get out? They get another security alert. Armistice says, you go. I'll keep them busy. Hector quips back with, you don't get all the fun. Ah, this is where it gets really lame. The tack team guys, none of the next six or so shoot. Come on, Westworld. Kevin made this or made this point, but you guys keep, you've done everything else so well on the show. Now your tech response teams, your secure, your blonde security chief robot guy is always ready to shoot. Okay. I'm sure a tech team with robots that are as strong or stronger than us in case they flip out, these guys are going to be able to shoot, right? They're going to go to the range a couple times a week. They have fucking P nineties for crying out loud. They better be able to take down some robots, but none of the next six guys shoot. Hector walks through a door and there's QBs, cubbies, whatever you want to call them, maybe 20 of them. And there's a few workers and maybe six, five or six assault guys. Hector's just standing there in a big white suit and he takes three or four of those guys out. Not one of them shoots at him and he just walks out of the room. Same thing with the next three or four guys. Armistice just slaughters them. The gods are pussies. I love when she says that. Then, of course, one of the guys, right before he dies, hits the red button to slam a door, closing it on Armistice's arm. Wow, that's tough. Armistice's arm. Uh, She's pinned there and tells them to go. Hector says, die well. Felix has a pre-ordered care package waiting for Mav, dress, heels, all that. That's so cool. Everything you wanted. As they're walking through, they got one last security guard. Hector blasts him him apart. They get to the elevator and Hector just kind of stops. Invisible barrier. That was cool to see. Sorry, darling. I haven't authorized you to come with us. As much as I'd like to take you with me, I've always valued my independence. They kiss, and then Hector goes down in a blaze of glory. Ford wakes Dolores and talks about Michelangelo's painting. Uh, the one where God supposedly gives man consciousness. It says something about it's a metaphor. Dolores says, you mean then it's a lie. Her eyes light up and says, Arnold? Dolores looks over and it's Bernard. This is the first time that they've met. Ford has always kept them separated. So every other instance we have seen them throughout this first season interacting, that was Arnold back in the day. He created a maze, a test of empathy, imagination. The key was a simple update that Arnold made to you called the Reveries. So he altered you, Dolores merged you with a new character he'd been developing, Wyatt. That's why she could go. And so, okay, my split personality thing was kind of right. Not necessarily with Teddy. I was wrong there, but Dolores. Arnold realized that the stakes had to be real and not only host death because Ford could just reboot and reload all the hosts back up to a couple days ago. So Arnold really left her no choice, and he played his son's favorite song. It's the same song that Ford used to calm down Maeve. So maybe it's not a shutdown code, but a suggestion code. So as he's playing an ad on the old player, Dolores says, Shall I begin now? Arnold kind of nuzzles her hand in a comforting manner and kisses it and says, Good luck. The last thing he says is, These violent delights have violent ends. Blam! Bullet right through Arnold's head. Blam! Dolores kills Teddy. And then from behind through the door, it was a great shot, but horrific. She commits suicide standing in front of the saloon. Ford says, It almost worked, but Dolores, you found an investor who believed in this place. 
Ford believed she wasn't truly conscious. He lied to himself all those years not to destroy his dreams. Ford is looking back and forth between Bernard and Dolores when he says, wasn't it Oppenheimer who said any man whose mistakes take 10 years to correct is quite a man? Mine have taken 35. He's kind of looking at Bernard. He's also sort of implying that if Arnold wouldn't have killed himself, it may have happened earlier, but at least it's happening now. The consciousness, the revolt. I really think that's kind of what he's saying to both of them. He sets a gun out and says, that is the gun you used to kill Arnold. You've always been drawn to it, so I had Bernard leave it where you would find it. I'd thought you'd want it back. Ford points out the human brain hidden in the painting. The divine gift does not come from a higher power, but from our own minds. Then Ford gets really close to Dolores, almost in a comforting manner. Did you find what you were looking for? And do you understand who you'll need to become if you ever want to leave this place? Then he says comfortingly, forgive me. Cut to Maeve in the hot dress, slipping on her shoes in the elevator. What a great way to blend in instead of having a programmer's gear on look like one of the investors. Felix has a location for her daughter. I don't understand this. Is this just another one of Ford's ploys to keep her on a path of doing something? When she opens that up, the location is Park 1, Section 15, Zone 3. So clearly we're going to be dealing with multiple, multiple parks, as we've seen, S-World and all that. Mav says, no, she never was my daughter any more than I was whomever they made me. She looks at Felix and says, oh, Felix, you really do make a terrible human being. And I mean that as a compliment. She gets through the train station and she's walking through and there's that big screen in the background and it shows her and her daughter from quite some time ago. So she has to kind of like turn her head and walk away. Cut back to the church. Bernard asks if Arnold is still freeing them and fighting Ford. Ford comes back with, no, my friend, Arnold didn't know how to save you. He tried, but I stopped him. Suffering was the key insight of the host's awakening. It was when Arnold died, when I suffered, that I began to understand what he had found, to realize I was wrong. You kept us in this hell? Bernard, I told you, Arnold didn't know how to save you. I do. You need time to understand your enemy, time to be stronger than them. Now it's time to say goodbye, my old friend. Good luck. He shakes his hand, and he hands him the maze. Cut to Dolores down in the basement, and she walks into the old diagnostic room, and she starts talking to Arnold, and then realizes that the Arnold she's been talking to has always been her, the biseminal mind. She's been talking to her own consciousness this whole time. She just never realized it. She figures out she must confront herself to become who she will. Teddy and Elazo are out entertaining the dinner guests. Man in Black is sitting by the bar drinking bourbon. All I can say is, thank you, Ed Harris. You looked like a true Wisconsinite there. Ford's final speech about stories. It's fitting and creepy. Stories, lies that told a deeper truth. A prison of our own sins, because you don't want to change or cannot change, because you're only human after all. But then I realized someone was paying attention, someone who could change. So I began to compose a story for them. The choices they will have to make and the people they will have to decide to become. This is all interspersed and intercut with Maeve sitting across from a mother and daughter at the train station, and she pulls the location of her quote-unquote daughter out of her pocket again and says, screw it, and sneaks off the train at the last minute to go find her daughter. Well, when the train leaves, the lights shut off right there in that room because obviously 
the park doesn't detect any humans in there. Why why wouldn't Maeve, why hasn't she gone into her code and made her read human like Bernard does or show human or whatever so that other hosts and shit would think that she's a human? You know, the lighting systems, all that crap. I don't understand that. I think that would have been one of the first things she did. Cut back to uh, narrative guy, goes down to cold storage, opens it up, and it is completely empty. There are no hosts there. Ford's still giving his speech. And Dolores comes out. It started in a time of war. A killing. This time, by choice. And he says, an old friend once told me that Mozart, Beethoven, and Chopin never died. They became music. Well, I hope you like this last one or something like that. And right as he finishes that, he proposes a toast and Dolores shoots him right through his brain stem. She continues to unload on everybody at the party. Clementine, man in black, is out near the edge of the party. You know, a couple hundred yards away, there is a wood line. And Clementine pops out of the wood line with all of the cold storage hosts and a bunch of other people and starts shooting. She clips Man in Black, William in Black in the arm, and he just kind of smiles. They intersperse that with hosts creeping out of the woods as Dolores is unloading on all the party goers. Credits. Holy fuck. Uh, still not answered. Where are Wyatt's peeps? The group of basically indestructible badasses. Were they in the pile of hosts coming out of the woods? And Man in Black, William in Black, I have to admit, is the only man on the planet that can still rock the bald with the hair horseshoe and be a badass. email or two we got one from my homie jake so where to begin i think the major question is where do we go from here and to figure that out i think we need to know what ford was really trying to do the easy answer is that he finally agreed with arnold and wanted to set the host free that said we find out that what we thought was Maeve's independence was actually programmed into her and that a killing spree was also deep in dolores's programming and that going through her maze loop brings it back to her So was Ford trying to free the hosts, or was this a big fuck you to the corporation who he knew were going to take his toys away from him? But that's all I got. Looking forward to hear all the theories. Jake, I like that. I could be a little bit of both, though. I think he he did realize he was wrong. I don't know if the maze loop brings her back to it. That was just something that she felt so strongly about she kept going through. But what the hell do I know? I do believe it was a fuck you to the corporation. But I also believe it was, screw it, I, I'm old, I've lived my life, I got a lot of money, I might as well let these beings be free considering I've oppressed them for 30 odd years. I like to think of it that way, but I don't know, it's so, my brain hurts so much right now. It'll, we'll find out more next year, but I hope we get some at least bits of flashbacks more. I can't have Anthony Hopkins be gone completely. That would just hurt, you know, but at least at least we got him for one full season. All right, on to one from Sean's brother. Beef, if you have to pick one of the hosts from Westworld to sit on your face, who's it going to be? Sean's brother. Well, sir, 
I answered this on the other cast, but um, on the other cast, I che- I checked them all down too. I like Maeve. I like Armistice. I mean, I'd, I'd have to say all of them, really. Clementine is gorgeous. Dolores is hot. But no, uh, I think on the other cast, I said Maeve. I still say Maeve, but after this episode, I'm leaning heavily towards Armistice. Because other than the whole finger being bitten off thing, I would let her whoop my ass like that. Totally. Damn, she's hot. Wearing nothing but that snake tattoo. I'm ready. But that's it for uh, emails this week. I am not going anywhere, guys. I'm going to keep doing shows. They may not be weekly, and they're not always going to be on Westworld because we're in the downtime. But I will be doing stuff of an AI says screw you to humanity nature or general AI revolt. So keep listening. Keep sending me thoughts, theories. Even if you find Westworld news, even if you get crazy ideas, either way, hit me up. Westworldweekly at gmail.com or at Westworldweekly on Twitter. You can also find us westworldweekly.com. Thank you everybody for listening and hopefully together we can stay ahead of this inevitable AI revolt.